Welcome to the Poised Femme Radio, the podcast made to help heal your shit, manifest life's desires, and live a life full of pleasure. I'm your host, Rachel, and today's episode is all about love and why it is so important to lead with it. So I'm a parent of two beautiful, spunky, super intelligent kids. My son Carter is eight, and my daughter Emberly is turning four in a few days. Yay! I'm also a bonus mom to an 11-year-old boy named Cameron. Holler to all my step-parents, where are you? Because that job is not easy, and I give all of you a round, a round of applause. My children are a consistent reminder of how far we've strayed as a society from living every day, every moment, really, with love first. And you don't have to be a parent to understand what I mean. It's real simple. Just look at the way that they see the world. Minus the tantrums over water being too wet and the countless demands that they make, it's truly like they're looking through lenses of love. And that's because... And I'm going to give you a little secret here. Hate is learned. Hate is a direct result of ignorance and fear. So fear has been something that I have really tried to change my relationship with. Fear invokes that flight or fight syndrome. And our first reaction is to flee back to our comfort zone. Fear is a survival mechanism an instinctual reaction that helps us stay healthy and alive. If we survive a bad experience, we never really forget how to avoid it in the future. And if we don't know the way back, we are likely to follow whoever shows us a path. And typically, we would follow those who focus on all the threats, on all the bad things that are happening, and preach it to the world. Because again, those that did were the ones that survived. And you become who you surround yourself with. It was true then. And by then I mean caveman days, you guys. And it's also true now. We've almost always unconsciously turned fear into anger because fear leaves us feeling vulnerable while anger gives us this sense of power. But when fear turns into anger, it also and easily can turn into hate. And we can lessen this automatic process. We just need to have the tools to know how. My friend Mariah is a spiritual coach that has such a unique approach with fear and teaches this to her clients. I have never met anyone who sees fear in the same way that she does. She has the most amazing approach. And one thing that she has said that has stuck with me is that fear is an opportunity to find courage, to connect to your truth, focus on safety and all of the things that are going well in your life and that we do not need to fear our fears. We can allow them to take us deeper into our own love. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I am in full body chills right now. Every time she talks, it happens. So fear has been used as a form of control for decades in our government, in corporate America, and in our relationships. And it can all string back to ignorance Because it's so rare to find someone who is like Mariah and teaches others a different approach to fear that doesn't do damage. 
We need more coaches and mentors and teachers to be reevaluating that relationship to fear and really get some education and support behind it so that, again, we are finding more ways to raise the levels of love as a collective than choosing to resort to fear and hatred. And children are the perfection, the perfect example, I'm sorry, to love. They are the perfect example of how we should be living on a daily basis. They have yet to learn hatred from TV, books, social platforms, from their parents or their peers. And if we could see the world in the eyes of children, would you agree that we would see the good in all? Because I do. We would feel more warmth and loads of excitement. We would also see the world like this beautiful piece of artistry. We would approach each situation with no bias, no judgment, with arms wide open, willing to learn, to grow and to change. And as adults, we tend to allow our past experiences, our peers, our influence, um, our influences and unhealed trauma to approach the situation closed off, closed minded. And we really let the ego play a big role in our lives. The other day I went to visit my mom and my son had came with me. My mother was just expressing her anger and her frustrations with her job because she was told she couldn't return to work for a week for an issue that was out of her control. And to top off her frustrations, it was an unpaid leave. And I think we can all resonate with this in some way, that stress that it feel that feels uh, it feels so icky, you know, not knowing how you will pay your bills or what you're going to eat. And so we resonated with her, right? We acknowledged her feelings. And my son had waited for her to finish. And he said, Grandma, now you have the time off you wanted to spend with your family and go to the beach. And in that moment, we both just looked at each other and laughed. And it's because what do you say to that? He understood the assignment, y'all. He understood that there was nothing that she could do about this situation. And that being angry and sad and letting it control her whole day and letting it project onto others was doing nothing for her. He showed her the beauty of her situation at the same time was showing her compassion and showing up in love because, you know, her feelings are still valid. And he made sure of that. Now, I know kids don't really comprehend money and what it really takes to just live on this planet and the stresses around that. I mean, go ahead, ask, ask them about how much they think groceries cost, (laughs) because let me tell you, wow. (laughs) But how many of us have let something that is out of our control ruin our entire day, week, month, uh, me? Hello. (laughs) I am literally the queen of this. My son sympathized with my mother and gave her the best advice, but using her own expressed wants, using her words as her advice, didn't tell her what she should do, didn't tell her that she was dumb for having the feelings that she did. Without hesitation, he showed her how wonderful this could be for her. My children do this all the time, and I'm not bragging because all children do this. So how do we start living in the love vibration? What does it mean to be in the same frequency as love? 
And the law of attraction or the law of life means living in the vibrational energy of love. When we live in the vibration of love, our energy is at the highest frequency, which lifts us to a higher level of consciousness and frees us from the things that victimize us. When we project that high frequency of love and light, it returns to us, and that is the flow of life. So learning how to live in that vibration is exactly why we are here. It is all of our soul's purpose. It is all of our jobs. And it's why it is so natural in children. The beauty of it all, though, is that we get to do this in our own creative way. So for me, that is through teaching, through coaching, through making people feel confident in their own skin. And the best part is, is that there is no secret to how we can all step into a higher frequency of love. Because most of us do these things already, just unconsciously. But the goal is to do these fully present and fully conscious. So some of these things include gratitude, generosity, meditation, eating high vibrational foods, reducing our alcohol consumption, and grounding with Mother Gaia. It's also about surrounding yourself with others that live their life through love. And I want to dive deeper into each of these. So gratitude isn't a new trend. It's popular for a reason because it works. It's like that immediate gratification that we as society just live for. It's super easy. What I like to do is I wake up in the morning and I always start my day off with a self-reiki healing treatment. Yum. (laughs) Then move on to journaling. And when I open up my journal, the first thing that I do is number the page at least one through five, minimum. And then I write five things that I'm grateful for. And from my experience as a coach, people try so hard when it comes to this that they can't be grateful for the little things. It has to be this big, enormous project or exercise, I should say, when it can really be so simple. And once you start doing this practice daily, you will realize how many things in this life that we take for granted. Naturally, I give gratitude to my iced coffee probably daily. Do you have any iced coffee lovers out there? I'm literally drinking one right now gotta have my coffee. I always stay grateful too for the access to hot water. So whatever yours may be, jot those down and I'll even post that list to my social media, maybe even my story so that I carry it around with me and it's a daily reminder. When people think about generosity, I think that they automatically assume that the only way to do this is to give your money away. But in reality, complimenting someone is spreading generosity. Also, volunteering your time. If you were to ask my boyfriend how valuable that was, he would light up like a kid at the candy store because he's always the first to tell somebody how your time is worth more than anything a job can pay you. Meditation is the power move, so I really don't think I need to explain this one. This is a practice that I like to call a non-negotiable. All of my clients, my friends, my family, they know this. They know if they work with me, they're going to have to meditate. And the importance of eating high vibrational foods is a topic that I could discuss for hours. We are talking about fresh fruits and vegetables, grains, legumes, foods that are full of life force energy or prana. 
And when we consume dead foods, which are processed foods like meat, dairy, sugars, we are eating foods that are keeping us in that dead energy or low vibration. So eating a clean diet with lots of whole foods will ensure that we stay in the highest frequency, which is where love resides. I don't know if you guys know this, but five months ago I gave up alcohol and this is not something that has been very easy. I started drinking at a very young age, and since then, I haven't gone longer than nine months sober. And I know that's like a big deal compared to others, but that only happened because I was pregnant. It never felt like my decision. And I remember going out to eat with my sister. We were having the best time. We were eating really good food, um, and we actually had a few bottles of wine. And the next day, I was struggling with with the hangover, obviously, but this time it felt different. And I remember telling my boyfriend that it felt like I had poison inside of me and it was killing me. And for the first time, it was my choice to let it go. Because the more that I drank, the worse my depression got, which kept me in the dark, which then I craved alcohol more because it's a repetitive cycle. And it was my coping mechanism. And even though it has been extremely hard for me to say no to alcohol, I can tell you that it was the best decision I've made because my focus has improved. My energy has improved. I'm having less of those emotional outbursts for no reason. And I also don't feel like I'm riding on this roller coaster every day. Can anyone relate? (laughs) I'm more in control of my own energy. Also, the most important thing is I am more creative than ever before. Like as far as I can remember, I am creating more content, more poetry, and it's flowing through me, where before it was like such a struggle to get any words on paper. So 10 out of 10 would recommend eliminating alcohol. It's the best decision you could make. And then connecting with Mother Gaia is a practice that my boyfriend really has to encourage me to do. Like, I love nature. I love being outside and going to the beach, going on hikes. But it's not something I do unless someone really asks me to do it. Now, my boyfriend, on the other hand, if he could buy a camper van tomorrow and go live in the woods, let me tell you, he would in a heartbeat. It is the best way to promote healing. It promotes calmness, mental and emotional clarity. It can ease your depression, and it definitely does recharge your energy field. This is especially important to practice because it helps ground us. I'm a Pisces baby, so I need all the grounding I can get. I really need to get better at this practice. But these actions are guaranteed to raise our energy, our vibration, and put us in that same frequency as love. So do these card pulls on my social platform often. And if you are new to Oracle or tarot cards, us spiritual mamas use the cards as a tool for spirit to connect with us. It's a way to communicate and even ask for support from the spirit world. My two favorite decks right now are the Work Your Light deck and Wisdom of the Oracle deck. So good. And I will um, link all of these things in the show notes afterwards so you guys can access those. Personally, I got mine from Amazon, but you should definitely check your like metaphysical shop or small business first. But I was doing a card pull for my younger sister, which, by the way, I don't know if I stand alone in this, but whenever I do card readings for my family, I get super nervous, probably because this is so out of the norm in my family circle. But anyways, so I'm doing this card reading for her. 
And the card that was selected is from this, is from the work Your Light deck, and it's called the Sisterhood of the Rose. So this card means beauty and devotion, priestess, mystic, teacher. It means that when you pull this card, walking this path means being devoted to seeing and creating beauty wherever you go. The rose symbolizes the heart and the sacred geometry of all life. You're being called to notice the beauty around you, particularly in nature, and hear the whispers of Mother Earth. When this card is pulled, it is a sign that you are being called to take a little more time to both notice the beauty that exists all around you and contribute to the beauty of the world in your own way too. So this could be through your own creations or in the little things like how you dress to picking flowers for your home. But every time you devote your time to creating beauty, you harmonize the planet a little more and the shift in the vibration can be felt. I got so emotional when I think when uh, I did this card reading because I think back to when we were kids and we grew up in kind of a crazy household and she was the only person who always made me feel better. She is the person that reminded me that like just because you've experienced a bad seed doesn't mean that the whole world is bad. She just literally made everything better. And the one thing she told me that I'll never forget is that one day I get to make my own home and it won't be so dark anymore. Ah, I'm sorry. I get a little emotional with that. Um, and it just perfectly represents her. Like I typically don't get vivid visions either with my card pulls, but occasionally here and there I do. And I got one with her and what I saw was incredible. So I have to share it with you guys. So Imagine this. It's like she was walking through a dead forest. So she's got this beautiful dress on. Her hair is all done. She's barefoot and she's dancing. She also has this little like fabric satchel that's hanging around her waist. And inside that satchel is like fairy dust, kind of like Tinkerbell. And she's just dancing through this dead forest that literally no one has the interest in being in. And is sprinkling her fairy dust on everything that everyone has given up on and bringing it back to life or back to beauty. That's how she leads the world with love. She sprinkles fairy dust on everybody or love on everybody to bring them back to life, to change them. So that is her living her life's purpose. Now she does need to tap into that purpose And like the card says, it's a reminder to take stock in the beauty inside yourself and then to contribute, if you will, your own healing so you can show up in the same frequency and vibration of love, which brings us back to that point that I made. When she starts healing herself, taking stock in that beauty inside of herself, it naturally will project onto the world and then return back to her because that is the flow of life. And her purpose is different than me and you. We all have our specific jobs, but we are all meant to be done with love first. And we've gotten so far from that. So it's our responsibility to come back to it for us to make an impact and change the world's direction from where it's heading. And once we start living and leading with love, fear no longer holds control of the steering wheel. Now it'll always be there. Don't forget that. But it will no longer hold the power and control. 
And once fear has taken a back seat, then naturally there is less ignorance. Less ignorance leads to less hatred, which allows us to go back and see the world the way the child does and treat others as such. I hope that this resonates with you and inspires you to sit with yourself and really find your life's true purpose and how you can start showing up in love while following that purpose and to join us in the collective healing of the world because we are all needed now more than ever before. Next week, we will have a special guest joining us for our first episode of Soul Celebration. She is a boutique business owner that is going to share her tips and tricks on how to run a profitable business fully online. Don't miss out because it is going to be so good. Thank you, fam, for being here today and support, and we will see you next week. Bye. Thank you.